This is No Starving Artist Podcast. You deserve a successful creative life. I'm Anissa Benitez, a marketing expert at top companies and creative journeyer. I'm here to support your creative wellness, financially, mentally, and spiritually. Share with me your questions and I'll share perspective. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This episode is focused on feeling fulfilled and making positive impact. Even in these dark times, it's easy to feel like you want to do something, you want to create a change. I know it's also easy to feel lost and helpless. And so even though last episode is really focused on well-being, taking care of yourselves, this episode is focused on making a difference because the world needs you. Our first segment will be me sharing a creative journey, which I'm excited about. It's from the No Starving Artist community. It's packed with a lot of gems and questions, and I'll try to answer a good amount of them. The second segment will be me breaking down some of the questions that were shared in that creative journey update and reflection questions for you all to hear yourselves. And then the last segment will be a culture rack. As always, I'm here to be a marketing consultant to you, to share general perspective, to be a sounding board, to share your creative journeys and updates for the community to feel seen. Always you as anonymous. I'm also here for paid marketing consulting. Email me for everything at hello at morebyher.com. And as always, please, please, please share this podcast on social, tell a friend, rate and review it wherever you're listening. Now let's get into the actual No Starving Artist creative journey. And I imagine you'll see yourself a lot in this. A number of us go through the same types of things, yet we feel that we're uniquely alone sometimes in what we experience. From the outside, you may think, oh, you work for XYZ company. That's cool, though it's an external qualifier. On the inside, day-to-day activities feel mundane and unfulfilling. Not having significantly positive impact on your community or the world. How do we bridge the gap? Where do we start? How do we start? How do we actually execute that transition plan successfully? What is your pivot story and thought process like? What triggered you to make the leap? I ask myself these questions fairly often since I don't have much of a marketing background outside of self-study on Google Analytics and other forms of and metrics and working out how to connect the numbers to the psychological aspects of marketing. How do I reach people? That is something that takes your type of expertise and training or a natural gift of communicative finesse. Some people seem to not exist today and immediately resonate with people tomorrow. With others, maybe they post consistently for years and gain little traction. If you have an idea in your head, how can you share it out loud with the world, but you don't really see much of a response back? Am I in my own head? Am I talking about something that only resonates with me? Or are there other communities and other people that feel that same way or have the same thoughts but simply are not vocal about it? 
So I really enjoyed this creative journey and to respond to it, I broke it down into different sections, five sections. And this first section is about bridging the gap between fulfillment and security. So this creative journey opened with the sentiment of feeling unfulfilled in work. How do we bridge that gap from feeling like we're doing mundane things? How do we actually start moving towards things that are more fulfilling? How do we actually create a transition plan successfully? How do we pivot? How do we actually move things forward? And I think for everyone, this looks very different. And what I can always be to you is a sounding board for you can so you can hear yourself and so you can truly understand the, the hero that you seek and the person with all the wisdom is always going to be you because you have the full context of not only the facts but the inner feelings. Um, and what comes up for me in hearing this is hugely, how do you bridge the gap between fulfillment and security? So there's been past studies done a lot around what level of income makes people feel happy. And Andrew Jeb, doctoral student, found that at 70K, $70,000 ideally in income each year, that would be the level at which people would feel happiness. If you're making more than that, you're probably, it doesn't affect your happiness. You're making less than that. It affects your happiness. Um, but that was kind of the threshold at which most people in the U.S. would feel secure. However, it really varies for everybody based on your past experiences, your feelings and relationship with money, your spending habits, your there are so many things to take into consideration and you're the only person who can do it. And I highly recommend doing the exercise of sitting down and understanding what your actual income is, what your expenses are, what your investing is. I think the biggest three areas of understanding how to be great with money is learning how to save money, learning how to make money, and learning how to invest money. Um, and understanding what our baseline of what security feels like is really helpful because you might realize that you're making three times more than you need to feel happiness or security. And then that can no longer be the story of what's holding you back out financial stuff. Um, and that was truly a lot of the piece for me. So the questions to reflect on is, yes, how do you bridge the gap between fulfillment and security? What does that look like for you? Is it volunteering outside of your current paid job because you can't afford to fully make a transition? Is it starting a nonprofit, for instance? Is it building a creative project where you can support one other person? Even helping one person makes a huge difference in the world if everybody helped one other person. Wow, what a world it would be. It's really starting with understanding what kinds of ways you're uniquely gifted and talented to show up to support too. I found that a podcast was a really good way for me to share over support um, and it's very accessible for me. It's trying to understand what it is going to be like to actually balance feeling that level of you secure enough that you can chase whatever the things that you want to share in the world are, whatever differences you want to make in the world are a little bit more carefreely. I think it's always worth pursuing those things anyway. If you want to be a business owner, 
understanding that versus individual contributor is worth evaluating. And we'll get into this a bit more deeply in, uh, with, with our number three. So number two, how do you reach and how do you make a difference? This is the part where it really depends on you. But who do you want to help? Why do you want to help them? And then where are they? That is the way to get kind of in the marketing frame of mindset. Uh, But really starting on the why, because that's the only thing that's going to sustain you. Why do I care personally deeply about supporting artists? It's deeply personal. I've always been an artist. I'm a very creative person. I've suppressed that for 28 years in many ways. And now I'm coming out, which is very fulfilling to me. And so I have a personal mission to help people unleash their creative power. It is deeply personal. I also am surrounded by tons of artists. My mom's an artist. Lots of people in my life have been artists and haven't pursued it because fear of failure or financial insecurity. And that's why, yeah, I will show up every every day to support and uplift creative people and get them to the point. Yeah, hope hopefully get you all to the place where you feel you are in a place where you are successful. And even if you do feel successful, I hope you will come back and continue to listen. How do you reach them is all a strategy of where they show up. I ask myself these questions all the time. Marketing is a process of always refining and understanding how I'm showing up, how I'm communicating better. Um, I think that it's just worth staying on top of the latest marketing news and things of that nature, but also having enough compassion that you know that even if you reach one person, um, that is success. And communicative finesse is something that's built over time. I really loved this creative journey. And I know in you listening to it, you're also like, that was quite resonant. So number three, thing that stood out to me in this creative journey is the need to check our egos right so acting in service means you're checking your ego you're committing to checking your ego a lot of altruistic ventures are killed because of the thirst for recognition and external validation and they're killed in and that's my dramatic terms excuse me some integrity is foregone oftentimes because of the thirst for recognition and external validation. But becoming conscious of our fear of failure and our fear of embarrassment is truly needed to help people to show up and be willing to give. The biggest fulfillment comes from making deep impact really truly, but it's not necessarily for everyone. Even If you're reaching fewer people, you are making a difference. So understanding what does success look like to you as far as your creativity? Because it looks very different when you work at a company or it works different when you have a boss. Maybe in this case, you're independent. What does creativity and, um, excuse me, what does success look like for your soul? When will your soul feel successful? And I mean that, like, what actually makes you feel good? How do you know that you feel good in those moments? What does success look like when there's no monetary number attached to success? What does success look like as far as people you reach 
What does success look like as far as your sense of fulfillment? How do you expect to internally feel? And this is something that there isn't a science or there isn't data back, backed on what fulfillment looks like. It's a personal thing and it's truly helpful to understand it at an internal level. That sense of accomplishment, what does that really feel like and how can you feel that from your creations? Because then you understand how you've hit a metric of success. What trade-offs does actually foregoing our ego and taking risks and approaching these challenges come with? Because there are some levels of trade-off and Yes, monetary trade-offs, you might be not income rich at times. You might be foregoing health insurance um, in the same way when you have to pay out of pocket. What does, I wouldn't ever recommend going without health insurance in the U.S. What does failure look like as far as you following your creative journey? Would it be anything? It's failure ultimately not trying. There's always going to be some level of trade-offs in every pursuit. Instability in the pursuit of creativity is fairly common. But how important is your creative work to you? How does your spirit feel after you complete creative work? So, yes, that number three is just understanding that you need to check your ego, because the ego is always going to arise and be like, people are not liking this, people are judging me, people don't understand me, this is not resonating, but how do you persist through that? And the only way to persist through that is through internal validation all along the way until it's recognized, maybe externally, but maybe it's not. As some of you know, I founded More By Her, a platform to dismantle the starving artist stigma. Each week, we share a new story of creative women shaping culture on Wednesdays, Wisdom Drop Wednesdays, for those who identify as women, non-binary, she, her, they, them, thriving artists who are willing to give transparency on their creative journey and how they do it. Follow us at morebyher.com or on Instagram at more underscore by underscore her. In relation to this creative journey, another thing that stood out to me that needs to be addressed is boundaries. There's so many ways to show up for people. There's such a need in the world right now with Black Lives Matter, the amount of disruption to our economy there's just so many ways so many people are unemployed it is a crazy time in the world the world needs help it's thirsty for your art for your service for you to show up but what are your boundaries what level of intimacy is comfortable and sustainable for you do you like being hands-on or at a distance have you helped and experienced each of these before have you tried this out So there's an intimacy factor in being hands-on, being a teacher, a social worker, a doctor, nurses, priests, etc. There are so many jobs that are very deeply fulfilling from the person-to-person and direct contact. Not every job is for everyone, however. I love being a layer removed 
and occasionally popping in and being a teacher, or occasionally popping in and being really hands-on and volunteering, etc. And the reason I like being one layer removed is because I have strong personal boundaries. I like them to not be overstepped, and I think in a lot of places of being in direct service, they constantly are challenged and I prefer to not have mine challenged because <laughs> I know myself and I don't like it. Even with this podcast, I truly love outreach in relation to this podcast, um, meaning like feedback, opportunities for improvement, your creative journeys and questions. Don't love all the additional stuff of like, oh, I like you or anything. <laughs> like I really truly dislike any of my boundaries being crossed that's the person that I am and because I understand that I have self-compassion and say Anissa even though you want to do all these fulfilling things that are directly impactful you can't do that all the time because you get to a point where you, you quickly do not enjoy it so what's sustainable Um, there's also more layers removed and that whole world is quite large there's lots of ways that you can be making a difference in philanthropic ways making donations creating a business that's also socially impactful environmentally impactful anything that integrates your values into the business itself and have a portion of proceeds maybe go to a cause that you care about or to people who are doing direct impact work there are so many ways to show up So understanding your boundaries is a big one. And five, last but not least, that I wanted to address from this creative journey is that you are unique, but you're not alone. I know that you all heard that story and you're like, yes, that is me too. In some way, at some time, in some place, or if not, maybe it'll be you in the future feeling that sentiment resonate with you. And the sentiment was really around some people seem to not exist today and immediately resonate tomorrow. This was the portion. And others post and share consistently for years and gain little traction. Have you ever felt you had an idea, you didn't know where to start, you were in your head, um, Yes, 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 all of this. And I think that the best thing you can always do is something, anything. Start today. Ideas don't need to be good. Dreams don't need to be final draft. You just have to be okay with improving and pivoting and adapting along the way. I hope that this community can be a reminder for you all that you're not alone for building confidence also to validate your own self, your own ideas, your own projects, your own work as worthy, as successful. That is the goal because otherwise you'll never reach success. Success to me is an internal state. Success to me is internally validating the work that you're doing and making progress so that you can have continued success. My success story really started when I decided that I was enough, my ideals were enough, my work was great, and I now needed to focus on continued success and refining and pivoting and improving and adapting and changing and morphing and 
ending things that don't work for me and starting new things that do work for me. It's truly, um, that is the creative journey. I'm a unicorn. You are not alone. You're a unicorn too. If I've acted, if I would have acted like a horse, then I'd be foregoing my magic. You'd be foregoing your magic. Most people are unicorns. So around the sentiment of people seem basic and then they resonate and take off. Well, they're doing a good job of acting like a horse to be understood. And marketing really has two approaches in many ways. One, finding your niche. Or two, being your niche. And the latter is more popular. So me doing the latter of being a niche would be me just talking about money, just talking about productivity, just having a character persona perhaps um, that's vivacious and has a lot of quirk and is memorable uh, and shows up that way all the time to perform. But I would feel limited by all of these. I'd feel limited in being a niche. So I've accepted not that. Because my personality is very transparent. I really like that quality about myself being airy, being a chameleon, being really a mirror to you for you to understand yourself. And I want to be a unicorn. I like this podcast because I know you are also fellow unicorns. I have found my niche. And with that, I can make certain assumptions around you and who you are. I assume these things of you. I think that you're deeply artistic, empathetic, craving of holistic healthy wealthy wise happy life that you're conscious that you believe in some level of spirituality that you're deeply invested in personal development and you're willing to do the work so you are a very small niche of people I know that I'm making maybe smaller impact than I would have otherwise but I feel very fulfilled with that, I am so grateful to have you be a listener of this podcast. It means the world to me, and I hope that you embrace your unicorn. To recap on these five reflections, it was one, taking the time to bridge the gap between what fulfillment looks like and what security we need. Two, knowing that how you help is truly in your hands how you make a difference, move towards more fulfilling things is truly in your hands. But why? Why do you want to make an impact? Who do you want to impact? How do you think you could help? Who do you think you can help? Those are questions definitely worth taking the time and ironing out. Three, acting in service means checking our ego. When we want to show up and really serve people, that means they come first. Four, having boundaries so to actually show up and serve people we have to have boundaries and we have to know what ours are what level of intimacy are we comfortable and is sustainable for us five you are unique but not alone so i was sitting on a beach in cuba and reading this book and it hit me so hard and I think the setting also was everything to feel in my fatherland where my father was born 
to be reading this book around the changes that I truly felt I needed to make in my life at that time. There are a lot of things that made this moment right, and the book that I was reading is called The Heart Aroused by David White. Subtitles, kind of poetry and preservation of the soul in corporate America. So even if you're not working in corporate America, I'm sure that you've held a job that is truly focused on just making money, more or less. That's a lot of jobs. That's most jobs. And there's a value to having those jobs. There's a lifestyle maybe you need to provide and support. There's a sense of well-being that you need. And, you know, there's a balance between feeling that fulfillment and that security like we talked about. So in this book, David Way is an amazing poet himself and philosopher in many ways, an author of this book. And he worked in... I forget, the sciences to some capacity for many years, some level of, I I don't know if it was biology or something, but the book itself is amazing perspective around how people find themselves really mundanely doing these day-to-day tasks and feeling so, so, like their souls being sucked out of them, but they continue to do it and some people just tune it out and they're fine with that. But sometimes your work just loses its meaning and the importance of you pursuing your dreams or pursuing your ideas or even risking getting fired is worth it for you to fulfill more creativity, find more joy, and actually make the moves in your life. And so this book is really powerful because it's based deeply on facing our fears and following the dream our dreams, our ideas. It's kind of dramatic. It's a poet. It's meant to be a little more dramatic and it's really good. He weaves in different people's poetry, different philosophers. He brings in Pablo Neruda's poems. He brings in Bay of Wolf. He uncovers things in a really beautiful way. He helps people who are both professional and otherwise feel their need for pursuing their personal fulfillment and I really love the way that he approaches each of the chapters it's deeply rooted in empathy it's deeply rooted in storytelling and history because the human experience is a shared one we have a lot more in common than we are willing to admit but there's a level to which we need to get to a place where we find enough inner silence sometimes to tune into the truths. So he, David White, teaches readers to really appreciate the need to open yourself up to the possibility of failure and, as a result, probable success. So that's an amazing book. It's called, again, The Heart Aroused, and it's by David White. He He's just such a, yeah, special human being, and I've admired a lot of his work that I've come across since then. He's been around and very popular since the, he was very popular in the 80s. This book was written in 1998, I believe. Um, But yeah, that's the episode. You are so successful. And the closing statement I would love to leave you with is that success is a mindset backed by love 
and maintained through self-care. Enjoyed that. You are successful and you trust your taste really and truly. Not just to be very woo-woo, but truly when you trust your taste, you feel that you are the executive decider of things and you know when things are hitting the mark or missing the mark. Not based on if somebody else is engaging with them, if it's resonating with them, but you personally feel it's hitting the mark, it's not hitting the mark. And you know what your North Star is. You know what your goal is, your objective is. You have a sense of direction that paired with compassion, willingness to release your ego, willingness to accept failure, and knowing that the only failure is not trying. All of these things are a potent combination. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I'm so grateful to be available to you. Share your questions, share your creative journeys to me at hello at morebyher.com. Please leave a review, tell a friend, share it on social. I, yeah, would love to hear which pieces of the episode resonate with you most. Follow the wisdom of many thriving creative women and non-binary people at morebyher.com. I can be found at Anissa Benitez on Instagram. You are no starving artist. I'm grateful to be learning and growing with you, feeling fulfilled actually making changes and positive impact in the world slowly but surely appreciate you